Hello and welcome back to Project Upgrade. My name is Samantha Wicks. And I am Lucas Anun. And we are back in your ears with our third episode. How exciting. This is episode number three already. I know. Time <laughs> Can you <has> believe flown. <laughs> it? It's been flying by. It's been a lot of fun so far. Episode three. We've got some good things we want to touch on today, that's for sure. I love podcasting. This it's is so a much it's fun. a fun day. We look forward to this day every single yeah. week. The fact that we can go out, get a podcast done first thing Sunday morning. Yeah, it's a fun time. We look forward to these every week. Especially like while we're in prep. And like it just makes our Sundays so much more fun. Because sometimes Sundays can be a bit like oh, what do I do? You know, because like you don't have that activity in prep when now it's like, oh, Sundays is podcast day. Exactly, yeah. Because a lot of times in prep, a lot of the fun things you really can't get up to too much. You can't go out and do all these crazy adventures. Whereas the podcast gives us something to look forward to. So it's definitely something in prep that keeps us sane. Love it. Love it. And we just talk shit. (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. I think that's half the reason we love it. We're really good at talking shit. So it's fun to actually be able to do that on a podcast now. (laughs) But wanted to say a quick thank you to everyone for all the reshares, for all the love on our last two episodes. Honestly, means the world to us. We love this podcast already and it's just amazing to see that you guys are loving it too. So thank you. Keep the reshares and the love happening. We really do appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's early days in the podcasting for us, but it's awesome to see we've got so many people behind us enjoying what we have to say and just taking a little bit from these episodes. So from both of us, we really do appreciate all the love you guys are giving us. So... Episode three. Episode number three. What have we got on the cards today, Sam? We are going to be going through all the hacks of prep. We've come together and broken down some little hacks that we thought helped us in our preps, but also that we learned along the way and went, oh, I wish I knew that my first prep. Um, and we thought that it would be great to sit down and you know dive deep into those hacks that we have. So yeah, exciting topic. <laughs> yeah. A lot of things that, yeah, as Sam said, we wish we knew a little bit earlier. So anyone that's maybe getting into a bodybuilding show or they're attempting their next prep, things that we really do think that you could use to make it a little bit smoother and just enjoy the whole experience a bit more. Yeah, even if it's like your second or third prep, like I'm still learning things and, you know, this is my fourth You'll never prep. stop learning. That's the yeah. thing. You, every single prep I've noticed, I've done quite a few now, you always learn uh, the better way to do things, mm. like how to make things a little bit more smoother. So every prep gets a little bit easier just from that experience. So we thought might as well skip you guys a few competition <laughs> preps. You're get, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're here for, right? We're dropping all the tips and tricks. So today is uh, nothing but that. So all tips, body building prep wise keen all right want to get into it yeah let's get into it so for one of our first bodybuilding prep hacks we want to talk about mainly getting your steps in i know that a lot of the time (laughs) (laughs) i know that a lot of the time that can be a bit of a um a tricky one to um to to get when you're in prep like you've really got to plan out your day just to make sure that you're getting the amount of steps in that you need. I know that I've done this too many times. I'll go the entire day and then realize, oh, oh I've got <laughs> 7,000 steps. <laughs> like my last prep, remember? Yeah, oh, that, that got bad. <laughs> that got real bad towards the end. Yeah, what time would that been that you were trying to recoup those steps? The latest was 11 p.m. 11 p.m., yeah, yeah. And you would have had like a couple thousand. Yeah. And trust us, bad. you do not want to be in that position because no. – at 11 p.m., you do not want to be doing uh, steps. That is probably the last thing that you want to be doing. Yeah. But, like, the thing is, for me, for my first prep, I actually didn't track steps because I was an F45 yeah, right. coach. So, my steps were, like, at 20,000 steps easily every single day. Like, easily. So, steps weren't an issue in my first prep. Then in my second prep, 
I was still at F45 for a little bit and then I moved on and then steps weren't really a big thing until maybe the last part of my prep. Mm -hmm. That's when it became like a big thing. But then this prep was the first prep, or my last prep, sorry, was the first prep that it was like step, 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 steps the whole way through. Mm. So I think that's why I kind of struggled at first where I was getting my steps at 11 p.m. because I've never had to look at that i would just go do my cardio do my everyday life and i'd hit my steps quite easily yeah exactly but now that i'm so sedentary in my job because i am like yeah i do posing coaching but it's not like i'm walking around a lot like i'm very much stand still in the same spot just moving my body not really walking so yeah i've gone from a very active lifestyle you know going and doing 50 burpees in one session you know to get with other like (laughs) um members and stuff like that but to like just literally sitting at my laptop or standing there beside a posing client yeah it's crazy how much a day changes in that aspect like (laughs) with one different type of occupation you might not have to do any steps Mm. whereas if you do something different you might have to dedicate another couple of hours or something like that to just move in your body really because if you don't move your body at all like you've really got to find that time to to really go out and get those steps. Like some jobs you can just move around as you're doing your job and simply get those steps. Cause I know when I was an electrician, like I was just moving all the time. There wasn't really a minute where I just wasn't moving. And same thing as you just didn't really have to focus on that you too much. About it. Yeah. Might have a little bit at the end of the day, like a thousand to catch up on. And it's just like a quick, easy walk or something. But there are some jobs where you really have to dedicate like a good amount mm-hmm. of time during a day. And I really think it's important to try to find those specific times instead of just getting to the end of the day and be like, oh, I've got now this big task of getting 5,000 steps, which could be close to an hour of cardio. So I feel like it would be a much better approach to try to break it up into smaller segments. Me personally, one of my big tips is trying to get 10 minutes before your workout doing a workout, which will get you Mm. quite a bit of steps, just walking around the gym, but then also doing a 10 minute warm down, jumping on the treadmill. I found that helped me too. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't even think about it. I think that's really the power of it. Yeah. It's like a warm up and a warm down. Like you should be doing that in your workouts anyway. You shouldn't be going in cold turkey. So (laughs) it does help you in both aspects. But yeah, I do agree. Because especially it doesn't feel like you're doing cardio because you're just on there for only 10 minutes. So it's gone and done so quick. You do two rounds of that. That could be 2,000 steps that you've just gotten rid of. But also on that topic, I find it's very productive to try getting the right mindset before you work out too. Like have a look at your trainer eyes, have a look at what workouts you've got planned, try to visualize what the workout's going to look like, let your pre-workout start kicking in. All of these things can be done while you're doing that 10-minute walk. So you're not even thinking about the walk. One hack, though, that I think was really good for us is that we bought a treadmill. Yeah. <laughs> like, I remember when I first bought it, you were like, no, nah, like, I don't think I'll need it. But you've been using it. I've used it a few it times. I admittedly didn't think I would use it as much. It does help with those, you know, when it's nine o'clock at night and you're like, oh, shit, I've got a thousand steps to do. It is really helpful to just to have that sitting there. And yeah. if it's a rainy day outside. Yeah. And, like, the main reason I got it was because I was going into prep in winter and I knew I couldn't just go outside for a walk at four o'clock in the morning. I was like... Like, I'm not comfortable doing that. Like, I'd rather just get a treadmill, have it there so I can do my walk, yeah. do my cardio. And that's the other thing. Like, I found getting steps first thing in the morning was a huge help, mainly because it would actually set me up for the day really well. Yeah. It would actually, you know, give me some time to stay on the treadmill, go through my emails, go through my messages with clients, go through Instagram, go through any nitty gritty things that I need to do for the day, right? So that was a perfect 45 to an hour of me just doing admin tasks. If I ever had a meeting, I would be like, yep, getting on the treadmill. If I had a phone call or whatever it might be, I was on that treadmill. Mm. But also it's important to remember to go outside and actually get some sunlight too. Yeah, Um, for sure. You don't want to spend the entire time just doing treadmill work. Yeah, One, it's boring and you'll hate it. And 
Two, you can actually be a lot more productive as well. Yeah. Like you were saying, you can get a lot of work done. So what I've mm. noticed, anytime you've got any sort of work on your phone to do, anything that you can do while walking, try to do that while walking. Yeah, save if, it for your steps. Save it for your <laughs> steps, absolutely. You'd rather be doing it on the treadmill or outside walking than just sitting down at your desk yeah. or something like that if you actually do have the opportunity to go outside or actually move your body while doing it. Even if you've got to just take a phone call or like have an online Zoom meeting or something, just jump on the treadmill and do it. Like mm. anything that you can do on the treadmill or definitely advise you to try do that instead of just sitting down. Yeah. But also make your steps fun. Like, you know, you and your partner just go grab a coffee near the beach and go for a beach walk or go for a hike. Like we went for a hike with our friends last weekend. That was really fun. We had 10,000 steps yeah, we got by 10 a.m. We got way more steps than I yeah. would have thought. And it didn't feel like cardio. That's no, the thing. it was fun. You're outside enjoying the nature. You're with friends talking some nonsense. You get back to the car and you're like, as if that's been yeah. 10,000 steps. That's pretty much my whole day's worth of steps. It was awesome. And then we just laid down for the rest of the day. It was Yeah, great. exactly. And that's another benefit of just getting it done early. You don't mm. have that worry about it all day. Because yeah. after that, we're like, well, we don't have to do any more steps. It was great. It's a nice feeling because yeah. you can actually relax because yeah. you know you've earned that. One <laughs> more tip though I will say. If sure. you are someone who is at a desk all day like me and you don't really do much in your day, try to bank up your steps on days that you know that you can. Like – for example, if you know that on the weekends you can go out for that big walk, that big hike, that beach walk, whatever it is with your friends, go for a big walk, get those steps in, and then during the week you don't have to get as many. So if your step count is normally 10,000 per a day, but you know that you can get 15,000 on one of those days, amazing. That's 5,000 steps now that you have to put towards a different day that you know that you can't get your steps. Because at the end of the day, it's about a weekly average. It's not a day by day. It's not like it hits midnight and oh. Everything resets. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like that at all. It's about the weekly average. It's the weekly input versus output. You know, the food that's going into you versus the output that's coming out of you. That's what it is so if you think that you can potentially get all of your steps on the weekend or whatever it might be go for it that is a massive hack i use that this prep oh yeah best thing ever it yep. was great but yeah moving on to the next one <laughs> <laughs> so much about steps so much about <laughs> steps i mean another point on that one is this is the little one this is like an old one but i've used this quite a few times if you're driving anywhere and you've got a park and go into a place like oh, a shopping center this one. <laughs> park a while away yeah like, it sounds so silly and so basic but you'll be surprised how many steps you actually gather up doing little things like this so just park a while away from the entrance walk the car park head inside or it, this is another one i actually used for my last prep i was a few weeks out and i was just sick of the treadmill in all honesty. Yeah. So instead of driving to the gym to go do steps or driving to a park, I would drive to a shopping center, I'd drive to a Westfield and simply just walk around. I do that too. I wouldn't yeah. buy anything. I like I just yeah. want to like window shop and just, you know, see other people walking around yeah. and it doesn't feel like steps. You yep. just go from one side to the other and you can get thousands of steps just doing that. That's so. literally <laughs> what I do on my rest days. I'll yeah. just, so I always get like a massage on my rest days. So I literally will park on the opposite end of the shopping center. Yeah. It's a game walk changer. Walk all the way, take the longest route possible. And there you go. You've got like 5,000 steps done. Anything that doesn't feel like scheduled cardio is going to mm. be your best friend. That's what I've found. Oh, we could make a whole episode just about steps. We almost are, yeah. <laughs> We're going to rename this episode How to Hit Steps as Effectively as Possible. So renaming it, get the editor on that intro. <laughs> well, let's move on to the next one though. Let's which do it. is how to fit everything in. Mm. Because let's be honest, prep is not easy when it comes to the amount of things that you have to schedule, have in your routine. Like there's a lot of things to tick each and every day. And it should be easy for you by the time you start prep, as we spoke about in our first episode. Like it is important that you have those basic 
um, routine based like your things. systems in place. Yeah, like you should have that ready to go. But let's be honest, when it gets to like those end weeks of prep, you are doing a lot more cardio, a lot more steps. Your training sessions are taking longer because you are a bit more fatigued. Your brain's also not functioning as yeah. it was weeks <laughs> prior. So you don't have that mental energy to really put all these things in place. So you really want to make sure everything's in place early yep. just to save yourself from that mental strain later on of just organizing everything. Yeah. So you want to make sure that you do schedule literally Literally everything. Everything. Because all of these are non-negotiables as yep. well. Like the food, the training, the cardio, like all of these have to be ticked off every mm-hmm. single day. Yeah. Like for me, I have a set in place schedule, which actually runs through when I'm not even in prep. Like when I'm in a reverse or when I'm in my off season, it pretty much stays the same to be fair. Yeah. Just a lifestyle now. Yeah. But I am very much someone who's like, okay, if I need to leave the house at 9am, I will be up at 7 I will be up at two hours beforehand because my routine is so to the point. But then I actually schedule that in my day-to-day roster, (laughs) my day-to-day calendar. It's like, okay, waking up at this time because I have to leave the house at this time. And then it says, okay, steps I'll put here because I have a meeting at that time so I can get my steps in then. All right, I've got to go train. All right, I'm going to block out this part of my calendar so no one can book in a call with me at that time. That's when I'm going to the gym. And it's just really important that you do schedule literally everything in because then when something does pop up, because let's be honest, things happen. Shit happens. Always. Sometimes you can't make the gym at that certain time anymore. That's when you go back to your schedule and go, okay, this time slot is now longer going to work because this happened. When is the next available time slot where I can put that actual training session in or whatever it might be. Mm. It's not about just skipping it because you can't. It's it's prep. No, you definitely can't yeah. skip it. No. Yeah, you can't just skip your training or your cardio or whatever it is. It's about looking for that next time slot that you can make it work. Exactly. You also don't want to get overwhelmed by how many things you have to do. Mm. Say like you're running out of meals, for example. You've got a meal prep, you've got to do the shopping, but tomorrow you've also got to do all these other things, right? You don't want to be like, oh shit, today I've got these three massive non-negotiable things to do. How am I going to fit all this in? Then one, you're stressing. Two, you could either mm. just not get it all done because you simply don't have the time because you haven't allocated those time slots to it. So throughout the week, you should really plan. Tuesday, I'm going to do my grocery shopping. Wednesday, I'm going to do my meal prepping. Thursday, I'm going to do, do this, this, this. So you want to have that time slot for everything just so you're not caught in that position where you are a little bit troubled on just getting on top of everything like this. Because, for example, if you were to just skip meal prep day because you've got too many things on, you'd be screwed. Like, you've got to hit the calories perfect, obviously, as we've talked about. But if you're unable to meal prep because you haven't gone shopping, right, now you're in a pickle. Yeah, exactly. Now you're in a terrible position. Now you're going to be stressed. Now it's just not going to be a good time. So scheduling is going to be everything in prep. One more thing I'd say, which I've learned in this like little reverse phase of mine before actually starting proper prep. So I actually had a phase where I was so busy with work. I was so overwhelmed with the amount of work I was getting just after show. I couldn't fit everything in. I was struggling. And the only way that I was going to was to get up at 4am, which I necessarily didn't really want to do. Of course you didn't. In that reverse period, I was like, that is, I don't want to do that. I want to save that for the grind time of prep. Like I'll do it. It's fine. But in that moment, I was like, I'm not doing that. Um, but when you actually schedule your time, think ahead. So like if you're someone who hasn't Mm. started a prep yet, like maybe you're deciding to do season A next year, look at your prep and look at it as, okay, what do I want my days to look like? How do I need to change my schedule now to ensure that that's not going to be a problem? Because I went through a massive schedule routine change. I used to always have like 
the weekends off training. This is ages ago. I used yeah. to never train on the weekends. Now I have to train on the weekends. And I've made it that two days during the week, they are my must rest days. And I've changed everything around in my day-to-day life on those other five days. So that when I do go back to the gym five days a week, because I have to, it's there and ready to go. Yeah, exactly. You've got to future-proof yeah. yourself in that I've regard. literally blocked out the time that I need for the future. Yeah up until November 4th so that no one can book in with me for whatever it might be during that time. It's blocked out. Nothing can happen. And it's important. Like if you do have the power to do that, maybe you're an online coach or maybe, you know, you do have that flexibility with work, do it now, have that set up and ready to go. You might not need it now. You might not need that three hours in the morning just yet, but have that there now, just so then when you do put your foot down, it's ready to go and there is no problem. Yeah, absolutely. So don't be afraid to move the schedule around to best suit you because you Mm -hmm. want prep to be as smooth as possible, right? You don't want it to be this big stress fest where you're just trying to fit everything in because you haven't managed your time right. Like me, for example, before I started this prep, I managed to get all of my afternoon clients slowly moved to either the mornings or the weekends. So I was starting to segregate my work days in the gym training clients to just be the mornings and then the whole afternoons I would have to myself to do prep work to do the online coaching side but to just better schedule my time yeah, that's been a huge thing for you it's been enormous yeah, yeah. I've only just started that the, like last, week. the last week yeah and it has been enormously helpful so what I was doing I was doing the split shift the classic personal trainer split yeah. shift you do the morning shift have a few hours in between which is usually training or you go home for a few hours and then come back in the afternoon for a few sessions But I realized that wasn't too conducive to my goals. I wasn't really able to get that big time slot in the afternoon to really dive into, say, like a meal prep, for example. Like you need quite a few hours to really get Mm. in there and get that done. I wasn't really able to get that done in that small amount of time. So you really need that extended amount of time, which I've been able to give myself. So now I'm in a much better position in prep, which is why I'm advocating for everyone to really optimize your schedule just so you're able to cruise through prep and be as efficient as you possibly can. Exactly. So definitely bulletproof your schedule now, even if you're not in prep yet, just do it now. So it makes it easier for you in the long run. Yeah. But next one. The next tip of ours. (laughs) The next one. Um, I would have to say one of the big tips, especially given the weekends, is try to keep busy as much as you possibly can with activities that you're able to do. Obviously, you're a bit limited in prep with what you can do, the social events you can go to. But there are a lot of things in prep that you can do that are heaps of fun, but don't require you to go eat or drink or anything like that. And these activities, they're going to distract you from the urges of eating or going out and doing things that aren't the best for your prep. So for example, Sam and I, we would we would try to go even actually this is probably a perfect example. Yeah. Getting our podcast done. So on the Sunday we would go get a podcast done, would find a different gym to go train at. So yeah. we're keeping ourselves super busy over the weekend. Even like you said, went for the hike last weekend. Mm-hmm. These things, you're doing them, they're a lot of fun and you're outside enjoying life. You're not thinking about prep. You're not thinking about your hunger signals. So doing these things are really gonna take your mind off the distractions of prep. So I think that's a very powerful tip to give is just to stay nice and busy during prep if you can because I remember my prep because you went in prep yeah it was just me you were still in your off season and I looked at you and I was like you know what I need this prep I need to be busy on the weekends because I am bored and I don't want to go out 
and do like things that I can't do. I want to go and do things that are fun. And I want to do things that keep my mind occupied. And you were like, yep, let's do it. So then yeah. every Sunday we would go try a different gym. And it actually became really fun. Like yeah. we tried different gyms around Brisbane, just or even the Gold Coast as well. Yeah, it was a routine every single Sunday yeah. without fail. It was really different fun. Different gym. Yeah, it was awesome. Just going all around, just trying different gyms, yeah. getting different sceneries, seeing different people. And it was fun. Like we would look forward to it. Yeah. And then because we'd be in different areas, like areas that we don't normally go to, we'd then look at like an activity to do afterwards. Like that one time we went, I think it was like the north side of Brisbane and we then went to City Cave. I think it was a City Cave. We did go City Cave once and then we went to Soak another time. That's right. Yeah, we went to Soak as well. Yeah. One time we went to DFO. We went and did some shopping just because we could. Um, we've done heaps of stuff after our sessions, but yeah, that, that's the thing. Like you can do so much fun stuff mm. in prep. It's just, you can't go and eat and drink crazy things, but you know, that doesn't really limit you that much. There yeah. are so many fun things that life has to offer that you can still do in prep. And we managed to do that and it does make it a lot more enjoyable. And especially during the week as well, if you plan this ahead of time, yeah. instead of like just the night before, if you plan it like the weekend before, you actually look forward to it all week. Literally that was us like all week. We were like, Oh, can't wait to try this sick all gym. Week. Week, yeah, especially if it's a gym we've never been to before. Mm. We're actually hyped up for this coming Sunday. So it's definitely a big one. Just give yourself something fun to look forward to, especially when you get close to show, when that suck really starts to come yeah. in. When things start to get hard, you start to doubt yourself a little bit, like life starts to become a little bit more gloom. It's good to have something fun to look forward to. That's going to keep you afloat in prep for sure. For your rest days though, because I know some rest days, I get so bored on my rest days, especially when I lived (laughs) by myself. When I was living on my own and like my friends would be working or they weren't in prep, like they wanted to go do non-prep friendly activities. I found that I was really bored and I would sit there and be like, oh, I want food. Like, you know, you'd you'd get like that, oh, I'm hungry or I'm tired and you just get in your own head. So I actually found that on my rest days, I had a full on routine. I would take myself to Starbucks, buy myself an iced long black do some work there and then I would go and get a massage and then I'd go and get I think it was like a facial I would go for a nice walk like I had a full-on rest day routine so that I wasn't sitting there like oh my god I'm so hungry and that's the worst thing you can do is just sit at home as well with nothing on your mind because if nothing's on your mind food's going to be on your mind (laughs) or something that's just going to make you feel depressed like let's be honest it's prep like you're going to have those days so definitely on those rest days if you can't make plans like we do like we make plans together but if you don't have that Make plans for yourself. Have a date day with yourself. That's totally fine. But just make sure that you have some fun things to do because that's what's going to keep your mind occupied. Definitely. And plan those in advance as well. You don't want to get to the weekend. You're like, oh, what can I do today? Yeah. And you're going to stress out. You're probably not going to find anything fun or anything that you want to do. Say like get a massage. They're all booked out, for example. You want to be able to plan these quite early just so you'll have something to look forward to and just so you're guaranteed to be doing something fun over the weekend. 100%. Now the next tip for the... (laughs) <laughs> the prep hack <laughs> series. That's what we're talking about. Yes. <laughs> um, is it not is the step hack series? Didn't <laughs> <laughs> transition over to that. <laughs> but the next one is being logical. Being logical. That was my biggest ha- hack, the last prep that I just did. Being logical the whole time. Because I found in other preps, it's very, or well, any prep, it's very easy to let the emotional side get the better of you. And, you know, like when you see the weight go up, you know, when it's not supposed to, it's supposed to be going down. It's very easy to get caught in your own head, become emotional about it and go, oh, I'm not making progress. You know, like all the body dysmorphia things that we experience in prep. When those things happen, I've learned to be logical with it and not take it to heart and just kind of look at it and go, hmm, my weight has spiked. Why? 
what is the logical reason to why? Is it my period? Is it because I ate later than usual last night? Is it because I'm bloated? Is it because I was doing steps at 11 p.m.? Like, what is the reason that my weight has actually spiked? And you know what the common answer to that would be immediately? Mm. I've put on body fat. Right. Yeah, and, and that's when you that freak yourself out. And yeah. no, it's it's usually never that. Yeah. It's quite hard to put body fat on, especially when you're depleting for a show, especially when it's only been like a week or something like that. Like very low chance you've put body fat on. But that is the thing that people just gravitate towards exactly. first, right? They freak out. They full on freak out. Uh-huh. I have clients who have freaked out before and message me and go, oh my God, like I'm not going to make it to stage. And it's like, babe, have, <laughs> my, one thing is like, babe, have you pooped? Like, have you actually gone to the toilet in a couple it of days? It sounds or crazy, it, but that is a big thing. It is. It is <laughs> an actual crazy. thing. Yeah, it's crazy how much your weight will actually fluctuate <laughs> if you have or haven't. So it <laughs> sounds silly, but that's an actual good <laughs> question to ask. <laughs> um, but also another thing about being logical is, you know, like when you're having that day and you're just like, oh, I feel like absolute dog shit. Like I am not vibing it today. Be logical about it. Why do you feel like dog shit? Is it because you're four weeks out from a show? Is it because you haven't had a high carb day in a while? Like, why? Why do you feel like dog shit? Why can't you lift heavy in the gym? There's always going to be a reason for it. So instead of beating yourself up or even just mentally being like, this is too hard. I hate this. Like, you know, just that really negative self-talk towards prep. Yeah. Switch that and just be logical. Okay. I'm not feeling myself today. I'm having a shit day in the gym, but I'm going to be kind to myself and understand the reason why. Yeah. That is honestly game changer because then you just cruise through prep because if anything comes at you, yeah, okay, you're going to have a shit day, but you look at it in a different perspective. For sure. And you kind of go, oh, yeah, okay, we're just having one of those days. It's okay. It's not going to last forever. It's only going to be for a day, a couple of days maybe, but I know that I'm going to feel better soon. Exactly. Especially if you can take a step back and actually mm. ask yourself these questions. It's very easy to just jump straight to the answer. That's the worst case scenario. But if you can stay relaxed and then actually just sit down and ask yourself, well, how was my sleep last night? Yeah. How much water did I have yesterday? What has changed to get me to this point of worry? And now a lot of the time, you know, weight gain is obviously the big factor why people freak out a little bit. Yeah. Now your weight will fluctuate pretty heavily. For example, if you were to weigh yourself every single day in the morning at the same time, your weight will still fluctuate. Like this week, I've personally been just weighing myself each day just to see how everything goes. Some days I'll be up a few hundred grams. I'll be lower a few hundred grams. But at the end of the week, I'm at the position that we need to be in. So I'll be lower mm. in weight at the end of the week, but throughout the week, each day, you'll see a bit of fluctuation. So it's very important not to take that to heart, not to realize, oh, I am up 100 grams. Oh, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Right, That's just your body being your body. So these little things, they don't necessarily mean the end of the world. So it's important to realize, okay, my body actually does go up and down in weight a little bit. And just to not think that that's just game over or we're putting a lot of fat on. So just being very conscious of that fact is is super important. Definitely. And also remember, for for females, I know men in certain ones have um, like a weight cap. I get that for men. Mm. For females though, like for bikini and stuff, no one actually cares about what your weight is on stage. No one knows either. No one knows. Like for bikini, we don't get weighed. We just get looked at. It doesn't matter what your weight is on the day. It matters how you look on the day for that, how many minutes you are on stage. That is literally it. Yeah. Like I actually don't get my body fat percentage done because it doesn't matter for me. Like it's like, well, I don't care as long as I'm I with look you lean there. on stage. Yeah, we just um, do the yeah. skin folds, Rob and I. We actually yeah, I don't, don't even do, do the body that. fat percentage. I don't even do that. Yeah, gotcha. Like, because it doesn't matter for me. Like, you know, everyone's different. But for me, it's like, well, it doesn't matter because it matters how I look on stage. Yeah. 
at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to, you know? Because you get a very good indication from just looking in the mirror yeah. and just seeing the photos. Especially if you're doing weekly photos, if you're able to take the same pose exactly. every single week, it's pretty obvious if you are trending in the right direction, regardless of the weight. Like, your weight might spike up just a little bit, but if you cross-reference that with the photos... You'll look drastically You different. might think, oh, actually, I do look leaner, but yeah. my weight's up 100 grams. The scale is simply just a rough indication. Yeah. How you actually look is really the big meat of identifying which direction you're going in or if you're making good progress. So definitely don't get too caught up on the scale. Just check in with yourself physically and just see how you're trending. Logical. No emotional. <laughs> yeah, 100%. But it's so easy to think that though. And allow yourself to feel the emotions. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, don't be like, I can't be sad. Like, be sad. Yeah, if you exactly. need to be sad, let the emotions out. Like, that's a part of being a human being. But always just think about the logical side of it behind why you feel the way that you feel. That's all. Yeah. Just take a deep breath. Just sit down and just try to dive into that yeah. issue and just try to find the root cause of it instead of just instantly getting worried or stressed. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's not going to be good for the rest of the prep. Yeah. Like, if you just keep that feeling going on for the rest of the week, like, surely the training intensity is going down a little bit. Surely your motivation's going down. If you're kind of in this slump about mm. your opinion on everything, just see if you can just take a step back, see if you can be logical and just really dive into why exactly this is happening. I vividly remember times where I would, like, lay on you and just be crying and you'd be like, oh... Like, it's okay, Sam. Like, why are you crying? And I'd be like, <laughs> because my period's due. Yeah. <laughs> but that's because I was being logical. Like, yes, I was crying and yes, I was upset, but I wasn't letting that yeah. dictate why my weight wasn't going down or why my cravings are up. Like, it was just being logical and saying, my period's due, so I feel like shit. I think one situation as well that you had was you would have a number of high-carb days. Oh. <laughs> now, this, this actually Ooh. is a very good point. So, with the high-carb days, obviously, the more carbs that you have, the more water retention you're going to hold. Oh. So, when you do have a high-carb day, which is useful in a prep just to restore the body's glycogen stores, give you a little bit more energy in your body, it is important to have the high-carb days, but... Also, you've got to expect that water retention to be there. Now, it's very easy to think that, <laughs> oh, I'm putting a little bit of fat on. I look a little bit more fluffy. I At the end of the day, it out. is just water retention. Like, it is oh. not going to be fat that you put onto your body. So as long as you're aware, this isn't fat that's going on me. Yep. The, my scale weight is going up. I do look a little bit more fluffy. It's just the water retention. No need to stress. I was The only reason I was freaking out is because it was my first time having a refeed for 10 years days that's a like whole other story 10, hey, days. 10 days <laughs> like normally like my like my head can be logical for three to five okay but 10 that was like okay now yeah. i've gone past that point this is in uncharted waters now yeah. i don't know what to expect so i freaked out but everything was fine <laughs> everything was fine it's funny because when you finished up with the high carb days it was like two or three days later you're looking <laughs> epic <laughs> And that's the thing, this water retention, this is just a temporary effect that yeah. your body has. It just temporarily stores the water with the high amount of carbohydrates that come in. So if you are aware that, okay, I'm having a high carb day, the next day I'm probably going to look a little bit fluffy, mm. I guarantee you give that two or three days, all that water would have completely gone. Definitely. Last tip though. Yes. Would you like to announce this one? Because this is one that you're very big on. Yeah, I'm very passionate on yeah. this one. Me because too, I but you more so. I just, <laughs> I just see guys and girls get undone and uh, they don't, they don't uh, have the best showing on stage because they don't uh, follow this tip. And that tip is get your posing sorted early if you're doing a bodybuilding show. I have a saying, it's never too early to start posing. It's only too late. The later that you leave it, the later you are to learn your posing. 
you, like there's nothing wrong with people starting too early. Like I have girls, no exactly. Like I have girls who message me and go, "Hey Sam, I'm competing season B 2024. Do you think it's too early for me to start?" And I'm like, "Nah, babe, book in. Like give yourself that time. There is no too early. It's only too late." I think the problem is a lot of people discount how difficult and how complex the posing is on stage. Because mm. it's one thing to like know how to stand in one position and hit a pose, but how good are your transitions? How good are your facials? How good is your timing? You know, there are a lot of factors that go into a good posing routine. And you'll never be too good at it. That's the thing. Exactly. They'll I'm always, still learning. Yeah, I'm still learning for sure. Yeah. Like the best guys are still learning. You see on like the pro circuits, like the Olympia stage, like those guys are still getting better. Exactly. Like, and yeah. like you might look at one guy and then in another category, there's this guy that's better than that guy. It's like they'll almost always be better, someone better than you mm-hmm. at posing. So it's one of these things that you can't really cap out. And the better your posing is, the better your stage placing is going to be. Of course. So I would definitely say don't leave it to the last minute. Um, you do want to give yourself as much time as you possibly can because the best posing routines, I think you'll agree with this, are the ones where they don't look like they're working. Yeah. Where they're just going through the motions, where they're just, it's just second nature, just like walking is. But that's how it should feel on stage as well. Like yeah. I remember on stage, I actually don't remember thinking about my posing at all. No, I just you go on autopilot. Yeah, I just remember like literally being on autopilot and just doing the job, like getting the job done. You know what I mean? It was like yeah. kind of that vibe when my first ever show, I was definitely sitting I'm there thinking you. about posing and kind What's of stressing over. What's my next over. shot? Oh, yeah. where's my elbow be? Oh, am I twisting enough? Yeah, you don't want you to be thinking that. like that because yeah. when you're in the crowd, you can see that. Yeah, if in, you in your face, yeah, you, you look at it. you look at a guy or a girl, and if their eyes are kind of twitching around or they're like a bit shaky and hesitant yeah. to move into the next pose, you can tell. Oh, they're thinking about their next pose. Yeah. They're not that confident in the routine that they're giving. Yeah, but then you see some guys; they're just in la la land and they're just <laughs> moving and then just getting into the next shots and just everything is flowing like water. Yeah. that's where you want to be, and the the way to get to that position is start early chip away at that for as long as you possibly can because i guarantee you throughout the weeks there's more and more and more that you're going to learn one more hack though with that because i had it happen to me so What's i've always that? heard people like talk about it i was like oh, i've never had that before but you know i agree so anyway it's be so confident in your posing and be so ready in your posing to the point that if you fuck up on stage you know what to do when you yes, fuck up. That's like big. for me, for example, I full on rolled my ankle in my T walk. The first you gave me walk. a heart attack <laughs> when you did that. I was front row. Oh. I was like, oh, bleh, bleh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, full on <laughs> rolled my ankle. Oh my god! And yeah, but when I did it, I could have done two things. I could have freaked out, let that get the better of me, and you know, been embarrassed. Well. Yeah, been embarrassed, and let that get the better of me on stage and show it in my face, mm-hmm. or. Own it. Yeah, Own the do? fact that what'd I did do? it. Uh, what did I do? I yeah, did this. <laughs> <laughs> Made a little slip, caught herself. Peace out, yo. <laughs> yeah, I literally just did the peace sign. I, oh, I was like, was what's up? And, but then the thing is, though, a lot of people actually spoke about that afterwards, being like, you covered that so well. And yeah. it's like, yeah, well, in that, believe it or not, in that little two-second period of my life, I literally thought, what would I want my posing girls to do in mm. this very moment? Like, what would I want to see? So I did it. And that's literally just be yourself, keep going. And also no one actually cares. Like people have gone, oh, I saw you roll your ankle and oh my God, I thought you'd take that seriously. And But no, you just kept going. And it's yeah. like, yeah, but it didn't affect my placing. It was my T-walk. If anything, the judges were like, are you okay? Well, that's like, the thing, like, <laughs> 
accidents happen, they're not a reflection of your skills as yeah. a poser. Like anyone in the world, like especially in heels on a mm. bodybuilding stage, anyone can make a little slip. It's just how you handle yourself afterwards. If you're that yeah. confident in how you move and you're posing, you'll catch yourself, you'll yeah. keep going like a professional, which you did, so all credit to you. But that yep. just really comes with being super confident with your stage presence and just how you move your body as well. And then another thing that I did in the night show, I actually forgot my whole tea walk. I forgot the whole thing. I walked on, did my first part, and I was like, I can't for the life of me remember what my tea walk is right now, so I'm just going to wing it. But that's huh. because I practiced so much yeah. that even if I did have that moment or I did really, you know, screw up on stage, I was so confident in myself that I could just keep going and do whatever it was that I had to do. No yeah. one noticed. Not one person noticed that I forgot. Yeah. Not even my posing coach. No one <laughs> noticed. So that's what I mean. Just be confident in all aspects. So if you do stuff up, it's still going to be okay. Yeah, for sure. Like you do want to have a routine. Like because with the comparison rounds, you could be, this is for the WBFF, for the mm -hmm. comparison rounds, you can be up there for like five minutes at a time, yeah. right? You almost have to have like this endless loop of posing. You endless have a, energy as yeah, well. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you want to manage your energy and be able to pose for that hour, keeping everything on. But you want to be able to know how you can pose up there for a solid hour if you need yeah. to, like yeah. for an infinite amount of time. So it's one thing to be able to hit this pose, then this pose, then this pose. But when you get to that level where you can just freestyle on stage, when you can almost like turn your mind off and just start hitting this pose, oh, I feel like hitting this one and knowing how to get into all of these poses from anywhere, that's going to be big. And that really shows on stage, especially yeah. if you are caught off guard a little bit or if a little slip up happens, you want to know that you're just going to be safe on stage. Well, you can pretty much close your eyes, turn your mind mm -hmm. off and your body does just go into autopilot because you can see that in a competitor from the crowd for sure. I have seen great physiques come on stage and go, oh, like this person's looking really good, like they're going to do well. And then this fantastic poser who has an average physique do better than them yeah, and place sure. higher than them. I've and that's that purely times. because they know how to pose. There's a difference between just being a good poser and a great poser. You want to be able to outpose people. It is a big thing. It's a massive thing on stage. So if you think you're a good poser, how can you be a great poser? How can you outpose everyone on stage yeah. so that people keep coming back to you and keep going, oh, I love that physique, but oh my God, look at them. It's a really big hack to think about. Pretty pretty much. And it's powerful because when you're on stage in the first call-outs, there's 10 guys or girls mm. right next to you. And everyone's got great physiques. That's the mm -hmm. thing. Everyone we'll look looks amazing. Yeah. Everyone looks fantastic. But if you can have this solid like gorgeous posing routine that really catches the eye of someone because mm. at the end of the day, they're looking between all 10 competitors, right? You want them to stop on you. You want your, your physique and your posing routine to be the one that really catches the eye and just keeps the eye there because it's so easy to look around at everyone. Yeah. Like everyone looks fantastic, but if you can really stand out because at the end of the day, they do compare physiques, but by God, they compare posing as oh, yeah. well. They're judging pose by pose of these competitors too. So it's just as powerful to have a good posing routine as it is to have a good physique. 100%. All right, I think that's all our prep hacks for today. Yeah, yeah, a few good prep hacks here, things that to really put into your arsenal if you are thinking of doing a competition prep or if you're pursuing one currently. A few good things to think about just to make it a little bit more smoother. But remember to follow us on Instagram. I'm at underscore Samantha Wicks. I am at it's Lucas underscore WBFF Pro. And we will see you guys next week. Episode four coming up. Thanks for tuning in, guys. <laughs> we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.